This week on the Ed Newsstand Podcast, I take a look at iPad OS 14. Now I know it's been two months since iPad OS 14 came out, but I put a little uh, lockdown on updating iPads for the first 30 days that the new software came out. So iPad OS um, should be or may have been downloaded on a number of iPads throughout the district. And I just want to now go over some of the new features that are available in iPad OS 14, um, as well as some of the new features that are available in the latest update that came out this week, iPad OS 14.2. Let's dive in. So you can see all the different topics that we are going to cover this week um, in the newsletter. Uh, it's really important that you watch the video or listen to the podcast um, to really get a deeper understanding of some of these options within um, iPad OS 14. You can read and you can see the little screenshots here on the newsletter and you can even click on the pictures to get a little bigger image of what's happening on your homepage or in your notes. Um, and there'll be some links also in here for looking at the website for iPad OS 14. But I think uh, just watching the video or listening to the podcast will give you a little deeper understanding of what's happening uh, within iPad, um, iPad OS 14. So let's look specifically at my iPad. And let's dig into some of the features here. So you can see right on my iPad right now that I have a widget already built into my uh, iPad home screen. They're a little more impactful when you look at uh, your iPhone because you can really move the widgets around quite a bit. But if you see on my home screen here, if I tap and hold on the widget and I edit my home screen, now you can see that I can keep the... Um, the today view on my home screen um, next to my apps and here are other apps and widgets that I have currently uh, for easy access if I want them and you can add more if you'd like so up at the top you have the little plus option see this little plus up here in the corner so if you click on that little plus you're given more options for more widgets and so as you scroll through these you can decide which widgets you want to add to your iPad or your iPhone. So for example, if I want to add um, this NFL app, I tap on it. And then there sometimes are two options or three options for adding the widget. And if you slide over, you'll see down here, you'll have some dots and this will tell you how many different options of the widget you have. So you just slide over and then you can see um, the different options. And when you're ready, you just add the widget and it drops the widget in. You can move the widget around so you can move it up. Um, if you want to delete it, you just simply tap the minus sign up in the corner and it will get rid of the widget and you tell it to remove. And when you click your home button again on your iPad, then you can see that it returns back to the way that it looked. And if you swipe up, now you can see more of the widgets that are available to you. And you swipe back down and now you are back to your original looking home screen. So widgets are really impactful. Um, they've been redesigned to show you information right away from your home screen because remember before you could slide over to the right and get more information with your search. Um, but we don't have that option anymore with regard to finding that search box and um, some of those widgets that were built onto that page. Now your widgets are right here for easy access for you to, to get to. And I recommend checking out the widgets. You can add smart stacks so they'll kind of rotate through. Um, you can see down here in one of my smart stacks, this calculator one was a smart stack. So there are multiple uh, options for you to add. So you can see there's also an edit button down here at the bottom. So when I have this, if I add a widget, there's a smart stack. So you can see the smart stack here. So if I click on my smart stack, you've got different options for 
choosing your widget for your smart stack. So it'll just rotate through on that. I talked about the search. So within your search option, you do have, uh, the search doesn't take up the whole screen like it did before. So if I pull down from the top, I get my search box and you can see now the search box doesn't take up the whole um, screen anymore. It just takes up a little spot at the top and it'll search everything on my iPad from my files to um, apps to the internet. It'll search Safari. It'll search all kinds of things. So if I do a search for voice, you can see now I'm getting more options. Um, I'm gonna hide my keyboard so you can see it'll search in my settings, it'll search the app store, it'll search files that I have, it'll search news. So the search is a lot more powerful now than I think it even used to be before, uh, but it's really nice because you can still maintain what you're doing on your home screen and just have that little search pop up at the top, but it searches all kinds of stuff. It'll even search in Safari for you as well. So the search feature is really op awesome um, and it gives you a lot more relevant results. So when you receive a phone call or you receive a video, um, one of the awesome things is you can, it pops up at the top like this. So you accept the call. We're gonna accept. So you can see now that it looks like the regular FaceTime that we had before, right? But the awesome thing is if I hit my home button, now I'm gonna get a little bit picture in picture. So I can hit my Safari and I can continue to work on whatever I wanna work on while at the same time, talking on my uh, FaceTime or taking a phone call. So you're not, um, it doesn't take control of your whole uh, device to have to work just in the one area that you're working on, whether it's your phone or whether it's a FaceTime, you can multitask while still using your phone or your iPad. So next, let's talk about Apple Pencil. So you've, you see here I have the page brought up with Apple Pencil to talk about some of the cool things that you can do with Apple Pencil. But what I want to show you here is I'm going to go into my notes. So I'm in my notes and you can see down here that I have my Apple Pencil tools down at the very bottom. If I click this little uh, three buttons here down at the bottom, I have my pencil settings. And one of the things I recommend with your pencil settings is I recommend you turn on only draw with Apple Pencil because then your finger can actually work as a uh, secondary selection device. But what I want to show you is I want to show you Scribble. So I'm going to tap on Scribble here. And you can see now this little tutorial is going to walk you through some of the awesome things that Apple Pencil can do. So I can write text in the box below. Right? That's awesome. And it converts it right to text. That's pretty sweet. If I go to my delete key, I can easily scratch out something and it'll get rid of the word for me. That's pretty awesome. If I want to select something, you can see there that you just circle or draw a line through text to easily select it. So let's try this, draw a line through it, awesome. If I just circle the words, it automatically selects. If I want to insert, you see there, tap and hold your pencil to insert any text. So I'm going to tap and hold. There we go. And I'm just going to write my word and it will recognize my word and I can continue to insert stuff if I want to as well. And then I also have join or separate. So if I do on, if I go from the bottom to the top, it joins it together. If I go from the top to the bottom, it will uh, break it apart. So that's pretty great. So now if I go back to my notes tab, you can see here that I've got my pencil tools at the bottom. If I choose this little pencil with the A, you can see the one right here. So I choose that and then I can write in the box and it will automatically convert my text, uh, my handwriting to text. So this is awesome because as you continue to write, 
you can take up all the space you want, but it will automatically then just convert it right to um, text. So it doesn't matter how big you write. Um, you can try to write next to it, but you can write down here at the bottom and it just will convert it all the way up at the top. So it's really nice for you to be able to write. Um, so you can see here, if I write farther down at the bottom, it will give me a new line and it capitalizes it like at the beginning of a sentence. It, it's just perfect. And then I can use, if I switch my pencil and I start to write right here, right? It'll just notice that I can use my finger and now I've selected my text. I can copy my text. See, it's there. One of my options is copy as text. I select it and then I tap in here and I'm going to paste and there you go, right here. And then I can use my pencil to um, break these apart. So I'm gonna hide my keyboard and I'm gonna break these apart. Oh, I need my pencil back. There we go. Change it to my text pencil and there we go. It'll break them apart. So make sure when you're converting and using your pencil with text that you are um, using your, you have the text feature on with your pencil. Um, there are a lot of other um, features with the Apple Pencil, but the other one that I really wanna show you specifically is I wanna show you that you can scribble in different websites so I'm going to open this up and then let's say I want to go to maps. I can literally write right up here and have it say maps. And then it says search for maps. So I can have my pencil in here and I can just write um, right in the search bar and it converts it right to text and I can search. My little button pops up the bottom so it's still recognizing my pencil. Uh, but it's great because the scribble tool and the scribble feature with your pencil now in iPad OS 14 allows you to almost write just about anywhere that you want. So a really great feature for you to be able to use all of uh, kind of the power of your pencil. So you can see we did the paste handwriting as text. We kind of used the smart selection where you can double tap words and triple tap. Um, so I definitely recommend uh, with your Apple Pencil being able to utilize it even to its full capacity, not just for kind of tapping and, and um, writing in, in your notepad, but using it to scribble and draw and um, alternating back and forth between your fingers and your Apple Pencil. Oh, the other thing I forgot to show you is with your Apple Pencil, your Apple Pencil now with it will do shape recognition. So I'm going to go back to my pencil here and I've got my pencil and if I draw a star, right, the star, okay, that's a fine star. But if I write a star and I kind of hold, it will uh, recognize the geometric shape. Same with a circle. I've got a circle there, but if I draw a circle and I hold for a second, now it'll rec recognize an oval. Let's see if I can get a real circle. There we go. There's a real circle. Same with squares or rectangles, um, if I get a triangle, got that, maybe I wanna do a 90 degree triangle. So you, it will recognize all kinds of different shapes for you, so if you just have to hold on your page a little bit longer. And this these features don't just work in Notes, they work in all of the Apple apps. So if you're working in Pages or Numbers or Keynote and you're doing some of these same things, um, Apple Pencil will work in all of the uh, iWork tools as well. So if we look at some of the other awesome features of your Apple Pencil, so you can see here, we talked about taking notes with your Apple Pencil. Um, 
you can do some photo editing with your Apple Pencil, so you can get the detailed parts of your uh, of photo editing. I'm not going to go too much into that specifically. You can mark up your PDFs quite easily with your Apple Pencil, um, and you can do those markups right in Notes. Um, I have a video previously a couple years ago that showed you how to convert uh, a page that you have printed off to a PDF and be able to sign that PDF. Maybe I'll do a short little video on that again this week to show you how to specifically do that very, very easily to make it accessible for your students. Here's your creating presentations or videos with Apple Pencil. So you've got lots of different features by inserting pictures, drawing on the pictures with your pencil, writing text, um, many apps that are available for you and work great with Apple Pencil, including Notability. Um, here you go. You can use Procreate, a $10 app on the iPad, which will really give you kind of the full power of the Apple Pencil. Um, there are different pencils you can download, different uh, fonts that you can download and incorporate into that. So uh, Procreate, another great app to use on um, with Apple Pencil. So a lot of great features with Apple Pencil that you can utilize. And I definitely recommend you kind of getting to know your Apple Pencil a little, a little bit better. With that being said, let's look at Safari. So there are some things within Safari now that are a little bit new to your iPad. So if you look at the top of your iPad, um, in your menu bar at the top, you see the little double A up here. So this will give you a lot of information about your the browser that you're using. So Safari on the iPad now is uh, a robust browser. It is like a computer browser. It works like it would on any laptop or desktop that you're using uh, to browse the web. The great thing about this now is that you can um, drop in and use any website on your iPad. It doesn't see it as a mobile version. It sees it as a full-fledged browser version. So if you tap on the double A up here, you're going to get a few options. You can increase or decrease the font size on your website. You can show reader view. So you can see on the side of my Safari, I've got all these ads and everything. But if I want to get rid of the clutter, I just tap on this show reader view and it will get rid of my clutter for me. There you go. There are no ads anymore on my website. So now it's strictly just the website. So I tap on my double A's again and I can hide the reader view. Um, you did see there that I had some more options when I was in reader view. So you can see here, I can change the font size. I can change the color. So maybe I want to go like this because it's a little bit easier for me to see. Um, I, I can actually get to the website settings on this website as well in reader view. So if I hide my reader view, you can see back up here now, I can get to the website settings here. So you'll see, is it a, trying to access my camera, my microphone, or my location? I am requesting the desktop version of this website, which is what I want. I don't want the mobile version. If for some reason though, you do want the mobile version, you can actually request the mobile website for the uh, for this website as well. I recommend though always doing the desktop website because it's going to give you the full-fledged features. So one specific thing with regard to education is maybe you're using the Google Suite and maybe you can't access some of the things in slides or in docs that you might do in the app. Come over here. Recommendation first though is delete the app on your iPad and then come in here. Otherwise, what's going to happen if you try to go to Google Docs or Google Slides or Google Sheets, it's going to want to open up the app. So delete the app first before you come here. Otherwise, it's going to always open up that app and it's kind of, it gets really frustrating to get that opened up. The other thing here with regard to privacy on your Mac that you can see here is down here, you can see the privacy report. So if you tap on that, it will show you exactly what's being tracked on the 
website or what's being blocked. Okay, so you can see here that um, trackers prevented from profiling uh, you 67 different times. The most contacted tracker was this website here, doubleclick.net. You can see here other websites that I've been on and what is tracking and what is trying to track me the most. So a really nice way for you to really uh, realize how much security and effort Apple puts into um, your privacy and your security. So there are a lot of great features within um, Safari for securing your privacy now. Another great feature that uh, maybe is underutilized, maybe you use it all the time, is Siri. If you um, hold on the button on your iPad, now Siri used to take up the whole screen. Now if you press and hold it, Siri only takes up a small little portion of the bottom. Siri, what is the date today? See, there you go. I could not try that again. Tap on Siri. What is the date today? There you go. Today's date is Sunday, November 15th, 2020. So you get a lot of great features on Safari, but Safari doesn't have to take up your whole screen. It has 29 or 20 times more facts than it did just three years ago. And it will give you web answers and you can create audio messages all right within Siri. So there are a lot of great options for you um, to utilize within Siri. Two of the last things that I want to talk about with regard to um, your iPad are app clips. And I want to talk about um, your your defaults, right? App clips, not to be confused with the app clips, um, are small apps that are discover discoverable the moment you need them and are focused on a specific task. So you can see on this example here that this person needed the app spin, but they only needed the app to pay for something. So you can see here that it just downloaded the part where you needed to pay um, and you had to pay within the app. So it downloaded that part of the app that you needed just to make sure that you paid. And then the app was went, went away. So you didn't need the full-fledged download of the app. You just needed the part where you had to pay. So that's called an app clip. And there are lots of different apps that you may have on your phone or on your iPad that you don't need. You just keep on there because you're like, I need this specific thing for this one purpose. Um, and that's what the new feature on app clips are for. Just for you to download a specific part of the app um, to utilize one feature and then have it go away. So the last thing that I want to talk about is the ability to change your default browser app and your default mail app within iPad OS. Um, if you go into your settings and you scroll down to a browser that you have on your iPad, let's say it's Chrome, let's maybe it's Firefox, I don't know, and you tap on it, you'll see that one of the new options here now is default browser app. So I can tap on this and then it brings up all the different web browsers on my iPad and I choose then which browser app I want specifically as my default. I'm going to keep Safari as my default browser, but you can see if I go down here to Gmail as well, I'm going to get the option for my default mail app to be able to change it as well. And I can change it to Yahoo, I can change it to the mail app on the iPad, or I can change it specifically to Gmail. So those are a couple of things. If you know specifically that you're always using the Gmail app for your mail or you're always using um, Chrome for your uh, browsing or Firefox for your browsing, you can go in there and change your default browser or your default mail app to anything that you currently have on your iPad. So finally, um, courtesy of iDrop News, we're going to talk about some exciting features in iPad OS 14. Let's show our reader view so we'll get rid of uh, make it a little less distracting. So you can see a lot of new emojis that are available for you. Uh, emojis are 
totally awesome, totally fun. And you can see some of the cool emojis that we now have available for us. There are a ton of emojis available. Um, but with every new update, they keep incorporating more and more emojis. You have new wallpaper styles, um, eight new wallpapers that are, include artistic scenes and realistic natural scenes. So lots of cool wallpapers that you can add. Um, if you have an Apple Watch, they've changed the logo for your Apple Watch to look a little bit different. Um, we'll skip some of those things. And then this is the other one that I really, the, the last two that I really want to talk about. So this one has people detection. So you know how with our social distancing, we're supposed to be at least six feet away. Um, people detection is now available on your device. So you can see here, um, it is helpful where you can look at the depth of things. So you go into your customized controls and you can change some of these different features and, and add on people detection um, within your new device to tell how far away a person is specifically away from you. So that's kind of a, a nifty new feature. And then Shazam is now with 14.2 built right into your device. So within your control center, I'll show you if you scroll down from the top right, uh, on your iPad, you get your control center and you can see all of the different items on your control center. But if you go into your settings and you go to your control center, then you can go down and find all of the different options that are available. Here you go. Here's your sound recognition. Um, so you've got that. Here's your music recognition. So I'll get rid of this sound. So if you're hearing a song playing, you can tap on the Shazam. So now if I pull down and look at my control center, there's my Shazam feature. And you just tap on it and Shazam will automatically recognize um, the song that's playing. So if there's a song playing and you tap on Shazam, You'll see that Shazam recognized that it is Neil Diamond. Hello. And it will show me right here. I can see it on Apple Music. I can get the lyrics. Um, I can get where it's featured. I can get all kinds of information related to the song that Shazam heard on your device. So that's it for iPad OS 14. Um, I didn't show you all the features, but I did show you a lot of the features. Uh, but I encourage you to really look into them a lot more um, to figure out which ones work best for you, which widgets you like best, um, how to best utilize the Apple Pencil for things that you do, and how to multitask while taking phone calls or watching videos or um, while also searching the web or also trying to do some work at the same time. Um, but Definitely look at all of the features that we talked about here in this episode. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Thank you for tuning in this week. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Reynolds Troy. Find old episodes of the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram at Ed Newstand. And you can download my app to stay up to date with my content by scanning the QR code or by going to ednewstand.glideapps.io and saving the app to your home screen. You can also find all the resources I just mentioned in my newsletter and watch the video I made on my website at ednewstand.weebly.com. I'm Troy Reynolds. We'll see you next time on the Ed Newsstand Podcast.